When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, this your boy Frank Gore. You li- I'm listening to 49 and Rush. Niners all day. That's Brain Sits Home, baby. Let's go. I love it, man. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? I'm your host, John Chapman. As always, welcome to the 49ers Rush Podcast. And man, let me tell you this. It is always so much better <laughs> to go through the film after a win. Um, we have just completed. It was a long game. It went to overtime. And so <laughs> I think we passed well over three hours of Patreon breakdowns the last two days. Um, now, I did get a podcast out to you guys last night. My, the wife had the uh, Christmas work, uh, Christmas party dinner, which was awesome. It was a great time. Had some good Italian food. Um, and so I apologize for that. But I wanted to jump in today and kind of do a combined uh, podcast. We're going to be going over some film. I've got some defensive highlights. We're going to be going over offense and defensive grades. We'll be sharing a lot of those things. But almost everything today relatively speaking, it's going to be about the defense. That's what I want to focus on because several reasons. Number one, everything, the reason why the 49ers won this game was the defensive side of the ball. You held the opponent to six points in the first three quarters. I mean, that that's beyond impressive in and of itself. But also, what you were able to kind of accomplish in overtime. Uh, Nick Bosa taking over the game almost single-handedly on the defensive side. Obviously, other people stepped up and all those things as well. But this was Nick Bosa's show from the get-go. What he was able to accomplish, and at the moments he was able to accomplish those things, that was huge. We're going to talk some salary cap. Uh, We're going to talk some practice squad players because for the first time in a long time, 49ers actually not only protected one player, not two players, but three, which lets you know the state of the NFL and its current situation. Um, All-time high COVID players placed on, you know, COVID IR. And so the 49ers haven't had anybody still to this, you know, they knock on wood, get placed on the COVID whatever this year. They've done very, very well. We're, it, it's an interesting, weird dynamic. We're going to talk playoffs, seedings. We got a lot of stuff. 
And so, as always, if you have any questions, please throw those out there and tag me so I can see them in the chat. Um, right, right off the bat, Raymond, he says, who's your key guy on defense for us? I still think it's 26, 20, and 38. Uh, yeah, 26, 20, 38, yeah, it's, it's rough. You know, if, if obviously it starts and ends with Kittle, but I think there's a couple key players that determine if the 49ers will be successful. Jimmy Ward's at the top of that list. K1 Williams right there as well. Both of them just completely balled out. Um and so like uh, let's 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 jump into it and let's talk some film and let's get to those things. And right off the bat, let's start with Nick Bosa. Now, Nick Bosa played on the left and right side, almost you know, back and forth. And what happened was when Riley Reef, the right tackle, went down, they put the backup in there, Prince. After that, it was over. Nick Bosa said, nope, I'm on top of this guy nonstop. And listen to this. I love this. Uh, because Prince, who got put in as the backup right tackle, played at Ohio State. Listen to Nick Bosa pull no punches here. Talk about playing against him over 1,000 snaps at OSU. I don't really remember too much. Um, that was... Actually, uh, Isaiah Prince, who I went against probably a thousand times in uh, college, so kind of had an idea of what I was going to do, and um, I think I just bull rushed him and picked his outside hand, and um, I saw, I think, Arden won on the other side, and Joe tucked it and started to run, and I just got him. His attitude, man, his whole demeanor, it's so consistent, right? We've had Bosa now for this is the third year. Obviously, the injury-riddled year last year. Uh, not riddled. He just his ACL in week two, the Jets' terrible MetLife. But this is who he is. Whether he gets the game-winning sack or they lose the game, he's just shoulder shrug. Man, it's what it is. Very intelligent. Now, he was by far the number one rated player for the 49ers. He finished with a 91 grade, had nine pressures, two sacks, seven hurries, two, uh, what's it called, solo stops. Like, the guy was incredible. Now, here is the play he just broke down. This is over on our Patreon, so if you want to go catch that. Defensive film I loaded yesterday or early this morning. It's been a long day breaking down film. It's been a good day. Uh, woke up super early, got that done. Um, and so... That over an hour and a half just on the defense. And then right before I recorded this, I just finished the offensive film. And again, if you want that, head over to Patreon. Support the show. It's the best place to do that. But here is the clip breaking down the Bosa sack. Third and three, overtime. They're going to score. They score a touchdown. They win the game. Nick Bosa just takes over. Big time players make big plays at big times. Nick Bosa just goes and takes care of it himself. God, he is so good. That's incredible, man. Just chases it down on the backside. Whoop. Gets rid of his guy. Comes up, chases him down. Here's what's funny. This is <laughs> Ohio State versus Ohio State. Uh, he went to college. They played against each other in college right here. Prince on Bosa, okay? So get out of my way, Ohio State guy. Now I'm going to go get... Another Ohio State guy, boom, and give my chance, my team a chance to win the game. Nick Bosa is the best of the best. There's not a better defender in the NFL than this guy. Gave his team a chance, and the 49ers got the dub. Without that sack, who knows what. It's just the play, like the, 
context is always so important. You know, I, whether I'm talking to my students about U.S. history or life or whatever, like, okay, it's a sack. Who cares? Whatever. The moment of that sack was everything. And that's what's so big. Uh, Sergio asked this question. My honest opinion, will the number two or three uh, string quarterback, a cornerback, be our demise? At some point, it's going to rear its ugly head. We we struggle. We're going to talk about Ambry Thomas. Let's, let's jump in. Let's, let's do this, okay? Ambry Thomas finished. And again, we're, we're approaching this from all angles. Film, um, metrics, stats, all those things. Ambry Thomas finished as the second worst player in the 49ers defense with a 38.1 grade. Okay, which is really, really bad. Now, he was targeted four times and allowed three catches. Uh, one of those went for a touchdown. The problem was the two penalties. Those were huge. Um, now, Jimmy Ward brought up Ambry Thomas, and I thought this was, this was awesome because he was asked about it. And if you just focus on the plays that Ambry Thomas got beat, and that play he got beat, we were in quarters coverage, and yeah, it was bad. It was really, really bad. Um, I, I think he had one bad play. The play that was the touchdown that was dropped wasn't as bad. It wasn't good, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't awful. Whenever he bit on the double move for Jamar Chase, that was huge. Outside of that, I think that he played relatively well. Listen to the captain of the defense, one of the captains, Jimmy Ward, talk about Ambry Thomas, and I want to get into a couple of other things. He was confident. He was good. I uh, was talking. I'll make sure I talk to him. Uh, he, he was okay. He made some plays and did did what the coach needed. Uh, them guys get paid too. That, that guy, number one, Chase, he's a, he's a good wide receiver. He's going to be pretty sure he's going to be a great wide receiver very soon. He had a great game today, so I feel like we did what we needed to do to slow him down. And then you got a great quarterback over there too, who, who's throwing great balls. Like I feel like we did enough to win the game, which we did. And so, like you know, the film, which again, I tried my hardest to put an emphasis on number twenty. He made a lot of positive plays, and, and I saw people like, "Oh, he's getting burned over the middle." No, he wasn't. I think he was in man one time where a, a play went over the middle where he gave up space. The majority of the time, the 49ers were running a cover two and quarters coverage, okay? Which, again, is, is a little difficult to explain, but I put this this film together again on Patreon just trying to... The whole idea, okay? Let's time out real quick. The whole reason why I started Patreon is because people asked me to because they wanted to support the show. And I was like, you know what? Let's do this. Let's see where it can go. I can do a lot of things on there that I can't do on here because of the YouTube copyright stuff and whatever else. I just can't. I'm not allowed to. But I put it behind the paywall. Then it kind of protects things. It's just the way that it goes. Okay? I didn't create this. It's what it is. But I could go through and help spend the time to understand things. So I created this clip explaining the coverages. Trying to teach, right? That's that's why I started this whole damn podcast. This coach teacher mindset, uh, with ten years of experience coaching football, trying to help understand certain things. And obviously, ten years isn't that much. There are so many people that are smarter than me, and I'm sure somebody watching this is going to go, "Oh, he didn't explain that right," and that's okay. But if it creates a conversation and discourse, I don't want people to agree with me. It's it's funny, like even in Twitter and social media, like people think if somebody's upset with me, it's like, oh, that's a bad thing. No, it's not. Disagreeing's great. Am I a very positive person that loves to build relationships? Yeah, uh, but, but like 
you don't have to always agree with me. Some of my favorite follows are people that will challenge me and my thinking to help improve it. Disagreements are a good thing. Attacking people, that's a bad thing. I'm not cool with that. So here's a clip. Again, if you want to see this, it's over on Patreon. Patreon.com, 49ers Rush Podcast. Join there. Explaining why the middle of the field was open the whole game, and it's not Ambry Thomas's fault. We're in our cover three again. Middle safety. Don't get beat deep. Don't get beat deep. This is fine. I, I love this. And the problem with this defense, every single defensive scheme has vulnerabilities. And you can see very clear where the vulnerabilities are in this. It's right here in the middle of the field past this first, right? So it's a cover three under four where you have these four guys lined up right here at this kind of like seven yard depth. And then these guys just can't get beat deep. And so you can see where the pockets are created, right? And again, you're going to give up this play. T Higgins... This is his bread and butter. He's a big, tall, wide receiver and just finds that spot in the zone. And what the problem is, Burrow has to fit it over. This is the over and under throw, over and under. So that's okay. I mean, people are like, oh, every Thomas got burnt. No, he's not. That's not what he's responsible for. It's not man coverage. He's got out here. Now, because nobody replaces and there's no vertical threat, yeah, you chase. Could he be closer to that? Sure. There ain't no way anybody's making that play. Not with that throw. I'm telling you right now. And the only way to stop that throw is by defensive pressure up front and disguising the coverages so that the quarterbacks and wide receivers don't have a, a blueprint before the play. This is what we're going to do. But the problem was, and I love this, D'Amico Ryans put together a masterful, like incredible job play calling because you said, look, what we're not going to do is allow our corners to be exposed one-on-one -on -one in an island. We're going to give up these soft coverages underneath. And if they can do that all game, then so be it. But they only scored six points in three and a half quarters. So the game plan worked, and it fell apart a little bit at the end. And again, that one touchdown to you know, Jamar Chase, that Ambry Thomas 100% missed that play. Yeah, he bit on the it was it was just, you know, a sluggo, right? Or, you know, a stop and go, you call it whatever you want. Yeah, he bit on that. That was a terrible play from a rookie. I'm so glad that he got the experience. Dante Johnson's coming back next week from a terrible issue. And again, I just want to say, like, really apologize to not apologize, but like I'm very, very sorry for what his family's going through. That's awful. Um, and I'm glad to have him back. Really, really am. I don't think that Dante Johnson is a good outside corner. I've said this a thousand times. Um, but he's going to be starting next week versus the Falcons point blank. That's just what it is. And if you look at, you know, one of the corners that we had on our practice squad got, got claimed cornerback Savon Smith got claimed off waivers because we called him up. We didn't want to keep him on our 53. So we waived him and we're going to bring him back on our practice squad. Well, the lions took him. So now the 49ers are in a rough spot because our only healthy outside corners, because now Ambry Thomas, he's out. He's out with a concussion. You know, maybe he'll clear protocol, but he took a knee to head, um, and it was, you knew, like that, um, watching film. He it just took a knee to the side of the head. You He was not right from the start, right after that. It was bad. So the guy who just started with his first start, he's out now. So your only healthy outside corners, Josh Norman, Dante Johnson. Yeah, I'm using his name. I, I'm, I'm showing respect. Um, Demo. And then you have Luke Barco, who's on our practice squad, which is all name team. Luke Barco is, is straight fire. Um, so that, that's kind of where we are. We are short. We have so thin on outside corner. 
It's not good. So we will be bringing somebody else in, whether it's a practice squad or something, because you don't have enough bodies. You have two injuries. Now you're starting Jimmy Ward at outside corner, which you don't want to do that because he's been just so consistent at where he has been. Now we protected three other players on our practice squad, which we have not done much this year. You can't protect them all the time. You can only protect a player twice, two weeks. Quarterback Nate Sudfield, we protected him. Again, with all the COVID things, you got you got to keep them because teams are going to be plucking. Brian Hill, running back, and defensive back Jared Wilson. So does the Brian Hill thing mean Elijah Mitchell is going to take longer? Or was that more of a Trey Sermon issue? Oh, we don't know. Now, just there's there's a little bit, you know, read it between the lines and then just going too far. That's an issue that's there too. Now, sticking with... Going back to our grades, second highest rated player, Charles O'Menahue, baby. He only got 14 snaps. He got two pressures, two hurries, had a batted pass. He is playing meaningful snaps on such a small thing. Like, he needs to increase his reps. He's part of the Bravo unit, but trust me, he is playing so damn well. Had one uh, solo run stop as well. And you would say, all right, why isn't he getting more snaps than Samson? Guess what? Samson was number three. 82.4 grade, four pressures, one sack, one quarterback hit. Samson is trending upwards. This is about three straight games where Samson has been very, very, very efficient. Jimmy Ward, number four, 77.5 grade. Jordan Willis, what's up, baby? He was a healthy scratch a couple weeks ago. Back-to-back weeks, he has been very productive. Message received. You got to step up or you ain't going to play. Eric Armstead, consistent all year, four pressures, um, he, three solo run stops, great game. You know, just watching the film, he's so good. Uh, the fact that the 49ers ran so much too high safety look pre-snap and were able to stop the run like they did was impressive. The reason why? Their defensive tackles balling out. Defensive tackles were incredible. Josh Norman, number seven. And again, if you haven't watched the defensive film yet, guess what? I said nice things about Josh Norman, not once, not twice, three times. Why? He's starting to finally play team defense. His running assignments, he's playing the force edge instead of doing what he's been doing, giving up touchdowns. Like a light finally clicked on for this game. Hopefully that continues. Um, So yeah, lots of positive things about Josh Norman. Fred Warner, number eight, DJ Jones, nine, Tart, 10, Contavious Street. Look at this. And I I don't know how much of it is. It's the goldfish principle, right? Like, are we having these players like Samson and Jordan Willis and Josh Norman and Street playing better than they're used to because of the opponents they're against? Or are they just finally getting it? I don't know. I'm not sure we're going to find that out this week against the Falcons. Currently, this is bad. I want to be honest with you. The current spread for the Falcons game, the 49ers are favored by nine points. Nine, <laughs> like the the Falcons, they're an anomaly to say the least. And real quick, we're gonna have some bets of the week later on. I ain't betting that spread. That's just too many points for the 49ers to give away. But there is something really big. I am betting this week. And Niners fans, this for you, baby. <laughs>
Guys, huge week for football as always, but guess what? Frank Gore, baby, is entering the ring versus Deron Williams, and this is going to be an absolute blast. I mean, Frank to take, baby. How could you go wrong? And so there's so many other things. Wilder versus Fury, Mayweather versus Pacquiao. There's so much stuff. It's going to be electric, and with my bookie, this is the place to bet. So they have the best odds and prop bets for all of the boxing tournaments. And on top of that, you can double your initial deposit up to $1,000 using the promo code 49ers, 49ERS. That's double your deposit, double your funds, and double the excitement for the boxing matches and football matches if that's your thing. But right now, again, every $10 you bet on Frank Gore, if he wins, you win 11 back. So head over there. What are you waiting for? Support Frank the Tank, baby. It's going to be a lot of fun. So don't miss out. Double your first deposit up to 1000 using our promo code, 490RS, or use the QR code on the screen. And let's go. Bet anytime, anywhere, anything, and win with my bookie. And whenever I say you can bet anything, you can literally, you can bet which TV provider is going to be awarded NFL Sunday ticket next year. Like, that's a thing that you could bet. <laughs> like, they have everything. Coaches, what's the next coach to be fired? Like, there's so much just crazy stuff over there. Um, I like to stick to the basics. And if you've bet with us this season, holy freaking cow, we've done so incredibly well. Hopefully that continues this week. Um, now, something else I want to talk about is, you know, again, let's go bottom up. Okay, so we, we kind of finished the top half, guys. Let's do the bottom half, guys, defensively. We'll do offense uh, tomorrow, uh, probably. Marcel Harris was the worst graded player. He played 22 snaps, and just coverage grade was awful. He got a 26.7, and just, that's rough. And right behind him, Ambry Thomas, Kevin Givens had a 45.4. Talanoa Hufunga, now by far his lowest grade all season. Um, now why was it so bad? He played 31 snaps. Well, he was credited with that touchdown for sure. Um, and it, it wasn't a great play, but again, I don't have the clip for you. I can tell you this, any rookie safety guarding Jamar chase for seven seconds, that ain't going to go well. I, I hate to tell you that. Um, he guarded him for five and a half, <laughs> but but yeah, not seven seconds. And just the adjustment when the ball was in the air, quarterback just threw up a ball and J Chase adjusted. Talanoa didn't. But man, you watch that film. That dude just makes tackles. Uh, this play really stood out to me. I'm a Huff fanboy. I, I was gonna be honest. Like I I'm coming clean. Everybody understands. Look at this freaking effort. And this was to force a fourth down. Now before I can't believe they didn't go for this at the ten. I think Huff, the backside safety, is going to eventually make this play. I mean, just everything was covered. Very good coverage. But look at this. Look at this situation right here. This guy is going to make the tackle. I mean, just the effort. Boom. I mean, he freaking flies. Like, Huff didn't have a good game. And I know I'm a Huff fanboy of late. But this guy is making the tackle. Again, ball's out here. This guy makes the tackle. Not him, not him, not him. This guy. Would have been a first down. I mean, Jimmy Ward's there for sure, but this is like, it, it's now fourth and one. Fourth and, oh, this is where he got his ankle stepped on. Uh, he was fine, came right back in the game, but uh, they settled for a field goal. 
And then just the effort that continued to show up. And again, on that same clip, this is the next thing I want to talk about. Aziz missed the tackle. Now, good news. Aziz seems day-to-day with his elbow injury, which scared the mess out of me because he's played so well this year, and it's a contract year. I want this dude to get paid. I always want everybody to get paid. It's important. Uh, generational wealth coming to these players with this opportunity. It's incredible. Be happy when people get paid. Don't do the whole, oh, my job. Blah, blah. Don't do that. No, no, no. Somebody gets it, celebrate, man. Uh, that, that's that's incredible feat for an amazing guy that put his body on the line. Now, Aziz had... Three tackles for loss, which were incredible. Here is one of them, and then we're going to do the flip side of the coin with the Z. Not even halfway through this film, and I'm almost at an hour. I'm sorry, guys. My wife's got a church dinner. I got to be to be at a work dinner tonight. Man, look at Aziz. Just read it perfectly. Just perfectly. That's three straight plays by Aziz. Get him, baby. Look at him. Pound that chest. King Kong ain't got nothing on me. Oh, heck yes. That is a hell of a play, man. Watch him get up. Ba ba ba. Get it, baby. Oh, I love it, man. So, um, incredible. Three tackles for loss. Led the team in tackles despite missing the fourth quarter in overtime. He was all over the place. Lots of missed tackles. Very poor in coverage. I think he gave up six uh, catches on seven targets. And a lot of them weren't to CJ Uzama, who ran through him. And that's kind of the thing. We saw last week, without Fred Warner, Aziz elevated his play and deleted the mistakes. He had no missed tackles. This week, he comes out, and, man, they were targeting right at him. And, unfortunately, it cost us. A lot of different plays it cost us. But I'm glad he's okay because we got to have him out there. He's just such a splash player on both sides. You know, that Quan Alexander mold type linebacker. And I do expect Dre Greenlaw to return this week. Now, this is going to be the rough one because you got Greenlaw coming off a re-aggravated groin. Uh, he's been out. Now you've got Aziz coming off an elbow. Is he going to be 100%? So I have no clue how to predict what this is going to look like. But, man, if we can have one of those, if not both of those guys out there, holy cow, that's going to be incredible. Um, so, so we'll have to see what that looks like. Now, um, Sergio, I, I love this. After that 2019 freak loss versus the Falcons, I'm not overlooking Atlanta again. And, yeah, you're at this point currently where you don't overlook anybody. The NFL, especially this year, is the craziest damn year that's ever existed. Now, you look at the Falcons, they're 6-7. and seven. We're 7-6. Seven and six. There's only one game difference between these two teams. However... It's a little bit more complex than that. And I'm going to do, not only am I doing my traditional, um, again, this is a testament to how big this game is. So not only am I doing my traditional scouting report and preview and predictions episode, I'm doing a full extra video over on Patreon just about the Falcons. You know, I'm a history guy. And so Dell and my, my buddy and I, we dove into the history of the Falcons. And I went and pulled, he went and pulled, I got to give him credit for this. He went and pulled 1994 Deion Sanders' first game with the 49ers going back to Atlanta. We went and pulled tape from that game, some highlights from there. So if you want that, we're going to be doing that over on Patreon with our rush hour kind of special that we do. Uh, Juan Salas went behind enemy lines. He pulled, you know, quotes and press conference and highlight clips from the Falcon stuff. And that's what we're trying to do. Add in some non 49 ers stuff. That's 49 ers stuff, right? Uh, but over on Patreon, because I know if I do like a full Falcons thing on here, you guys are going to get upset and whatever else. And maybe not upset's the right word, but you guys want 49ers talk on this channel. And anytime I deviate from that, 
It just seems like it doesn't go well. So if you want to really understand everything, not only about the Falcons, but jump into some nostalgia, that's over on Patreon. We're going to get that up um, probably Friday. Uh, my son's playing in the championship of his uh, flag football thing Thursday, which is I'm super excited for. Uh, hopefully he brings home that championship. But, you know, if not, he has to move out. That's the rules. Uh, <laughs> just uh, kind of joking. But um, anyway, so that's coming out. Again, so if you want that, that's exclusively on Patreon. That's the Rush Hour kind of off 49ers topic that we've been doing, getting a lot of very positive things back there. So that's there. But, like, if you look at the Falcons, they're weird as hell. They're 6-7, and seven, but they're, listen to this, their point differential on the season, minus 108. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get a pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100 over on Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. That's a lot. Put things into perspective. The 49ers are plus 28. The Saints, who have the same record as them, are plus 19. The Seattle Seahawks, who are 5-8, and eight, are plus 10. Like, this Falcons team is just, it's freaking bananas. And if you look, it, it doesn't take much. You start looking at their schedule. Listen to the, I'm going to list off their wins, okay? It, it, it's pretty funny. Giants, bottom three team in the NFL. Jets, bottom three team in the NFL. Dolphins, they were really, really bad and then turned it around. Um, Jags, yeah, I don't know how many bottom three teams, but all these guys are there. And then they split with the Panthers. Like, they have not beat anybody. They really haven't. Uh, they did split with the Saints, but even there, it's just like, ugh, it's not good. Um, let's see here. Kirk says, hey, John, are you from the Bay? I'm not, unfortunately. I wish I was that cool. Uh, born and raised Dallas-Fort Worth. But uh, became a 49ers fan. I've shared this story lots of times. I hated my stepdad growing up. He was not a nice guy. And so he was a diehard Cowboys fan. And just to piss him off for my 10th birthday, um, I asked him to buy me a Jerry Rice jersey, um, which he did reluctantly. Uh, and I still have that jersey. It's my pride and joy, man. And so from there, it just stuck. I live in California now, but uh, not from this area. So <laughs> that's where we are. What's up, Don Burr? I see you in here. Love it, man. Glad that you are here. Now, uh, Michael, if we can't keep both Greenlaw and Aziz, who do we keep? 
Uh, you go cheap. You got to go cheap. That, that's kind of what it is, right? And uh, So Greenlaw's cheaper because he's got longer on his con rookie contract. Um, and again, it, it's it's pick your pick your spice. What do you want? You want salty? You want sweet, right? Aziz, more splash plays, more negative plays. Dre Greenlaw, Tony Gwynn, right? Singles and doubles. He ain't hitting home runs. That's not what he does. Just consistent play. So do you want the splash plays with the missed tackles? Or do you want freaking straight line? Me as a coach, I want that straight. Fred Warner's my splash guy, but I want them both. Like, that's the answer. Find a way to get them both. That's what you want to do. Um, you're not wrong either way. There, there's no wrong choice there. Both are absolutely incredible. Elliot, thank you so much for the gift. Uh, he says, Kyle not playing Trey is his attempt to make more money. Interesting. By extending his 49ers tenure, offset language, all that stuff. Well, he's got a long time. He's still got, I think, four years left on his contract. They signed extensions after 2019, six-year deals. Um, I think Kyle just wants to make the playoffs. Probably the biggest critique of Kyle Shanahan is winning percentage and losing seasons. So, like in my opinion, that's number one. I'm a Trey Lance guy. I think Trey Lance should be getting some snaps. Jimmy Garoppolo should be starting. Trey Lance should be getting snaps until he earns that right. That's not the way this is going. It's not going to start now. So, Elliot, I don't think you're wrong, but Shanahan's rich as hell. He was rich as hell with his dad. He never even had to coach and be rich as hell. That's generational wealth, the amount of money the Shanahan family's made. But I, I, me personally... I think it's all about pride and not having losing seasons because I guarantee you Kyle Shanahan measures himself versus McVay and Kingsbury and all those guys that he knows, uh, you know, Green Bay, all that stuff. And if he wants to win a Super Bowl, he got close, but I guarantee you this, winning seasons, playoff seasons, that's what's on right now. And the whole reason why he traded up to get Trey Lance is eventually take it there, long-term thing. Uh, Kyle Shanahan's been very adamant. He never wanted to take a head coaching job unless, one, a dominant quarterback was in place. Now, he took the San Francisco 49ers job, and you can go back and you can listen to this uh, with him interviewing, I think it was Flying Coach podcast and with Peter King and lots of other things. He never wanted to take a head coaching job unless there was a dominant you know, franchise quarterback in place, but he did that because he basically gave six demands to the Yorks, said, I want this, 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 and this, and basically asked for too much. And they said yes to everything, which he didn't think was going to happen, and so he took the job. Um, so the trade for Trey Lance was to get that quarterback, right? That's the idea. Is, is Trey Lance going to be that guy? We don't know. Uh, I love Trey Lance. I think he will be the guy. But you're right. Um, we, we, we got some time. We got some time to see what this is going to be. And <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's get real. Y'all want to get real. Let's talk salary cap because let, let's let's stick with this Trey and Jimmy talk, and this isn't slander against anybody. And, again, I kind of see myself as a middle path guy whenever it comes to Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, he makes really good plays. Yeah, he makes a lot of boneheaded plays. But at the same time, I'm fine with him starting these games if he's playing this way. The salary cap was just announced. The NFL had their executive meetings today that it is expected to be for the 2022 season. 208.2 million. All right, what the hell does that mean? That's a big number, whatever. All right, let's provide context. This year, in 2021, the salary cap was down dramatically because of COVID, no ticket sales the past year, because the salary cap is based off of NFL revenue, jerseys, 
TV deals, ticket prices, blah, blah, blah. Last year was 182.5. Next year, 208.2. It is jumping up $25.7 million per team. A lot of money. What's it mean? Let's put that more in perspective. Jimmy Garoppolo is still under contract for the 49ers next year, and he is due $27 million against the cap. It's the last year of his deal. So basically, the cap is increasing how much Jimmy Garoppolo worth, right? <laughs> like you're cooking, right? You measure out like, okay, how much you know salt do we need? One tablespoon, right? Okay, well, how much cap room do we need? One Jimmy Garoppolo worth. That's what the NFL is doing. Almost like they're begging. They're, they're daring. The NFL is daring Kyle Shanahan to keep Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, I don't like it. Now, if we look at Jimmy Garoppolo's cap numbers next year, that would be the 11th highest paid quarterback currently. Uh, it's going to drop down to about 14 or 15 because there's new quarterback deals that are going to be done, whatever else. Um, so do I think that they want to keep Jimmy? I think they want to trade him, but they want something in return. Well, what would you get in return for him? Right now with the way he's playing, maybe a second or a three. You probably have to do like Jimmy in a fourth for a second. That would be my guess. You look at what Sam Darnold got last year, something along those lines, given he had a much friendlier cap because he's on his rookie deal. But it's not that much friendlier because he was such a high pick. I don't know. He doesn't have a no-trade clause. There's been a lot of bad information out there that he does. He did this year. Next year, we can trade him whoever the hell we want. It doesn't matter. But would Kyle bring him back? I don't think Kyle would be opposed to it. I know a lot of fans would be really, really upset. Um, now, where is the 49ers cap space? Currently, they have $10.8 million cap space for next year. Now, obviously, restructuring, letting players go, things like that. I'm seeing D Ford's money is fully guaranteed, all that stuff. Uh, he, D Ford gave us money this year to keep Trent Williams. Okay, So he did a deal and took less money so that we could get Trent Williams, and that's worked. He's the best player in football, highest rated, whatever. Um, so uh, let, let, let's kind of, I don't know what that means and whatever. So let me ask you. I'm going to turn this to you guys in the chat. I want you to type, keep Jimmy, trade Jimmy, cut Jimmy. Because if you cut him, which I don't think will happen, Kyle Shanahan won't do that, Shanahan loyalty program, you would get $25.6 million cap savings if he's cut. Which, let's just say no team wants to trade for him, which I just, I, you could trade him for a fifth, you know, and negotiate that, whatever. There's not that many quarterbacks that have zero dollars against the cap like he does. I mean, you basically get to keep everything. Shajay, my man, uh, he, he's incredible. Appreciate all the positivity and support you always bring to the show. Thank you for the gift, my friend. Um, he said, felt like randomly interrupting you with the gift, John. Salute. Like and subscribe, you heathens, and all capitals with exclamation. Yes, you want to support the show, but you can't financially. That's okay. I want you part of this community. The best way that you can help the show, hit that thumbs up button. Hit that bell, that notification, and join us live. Comment as much as possible. That helps us out. Uh, I see CG Ruthless in here. What's up, man? Love what you do, brother. Glad you're here. Um, everybody's saying trade Jimmy. Mech, trade. Gavin says keep. Jeremy, trade. <laughs> Corey trade to Houston for a second. Um, that's gonna be interesting. Davis Mills and Jimmy Garoppolo. I like Davis Mills. You know, you got the Texans versus the Jags this week. I'm betting huge on the Texans because man, I I don't I, just, I don't know if I want to say this. Davis Mills is better this year than the number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence. 
lot of it has to do with coaching. That's how bad Urban Meyer and that offense is. So bad. So bad. They're going to ruin that kid. They're going to ruin him. Dinka says, keep. Philip, trade him. I love this, man. And so even just within this podcast audience, we're all over the place. <laughs> Elliot, he says, cut Jimmy, rip the Band-Aid. Um, yeah, keep Jimmy for life. What's up, Scandrel? He's trying to cause some problems. I love it, Jimmy for life. And so what Jimmy has done for this team, like I like it. He's a good dude. Is he in a rough spot? 100%. Um, knowing, playing quarterback, knowing you're not the future, that's not easy. But he's got 26 million reasons to be okay with it, right? And I hope we win this year. I hope we make the playoffs. I hope we make a little bit of a playoff run. Do I see us winning the Super Bowl? I don't. But this week, it kind of starts out. And I think this week is important. I really, really do. Now, if we look at the playoff picture, and let's look at this, okay? Because I think this is important. We currently have a full game lead on everybody behind us. We're in the sixth seed. Now, unfortunately, last night, um, the Rams beat the Cardinals. And so that shook everything up. Everything's a mess now because you have the Packers, the Bucks, and the Cardinals all at 10 and 3. And the Packers win the tiebreaker. So the Packers are now the one seed, which sucks because I'd love to play the Packers. And now you have, if the playoffs started today, the 49ers would play the Arizona Cardinals in the wild card round, which is rough. Uh, they Trey Lance game, we should have won. Without Trey Lance, freaking Colt McCoy and their JV squad beat the tar out of us. It's a bad matchup for us. Um, so, like, it's kind of rough where we're at. And so it doesn't look like we still have a small chance to pass the Rams. But that's what I want. I want that five seed so we can play the Cowboys. I want to play the Cowboys. I mean, that I told you guys where my origin story for the 49ers faithful arrived when I was nine years old heading into my 10th birthday. That's where I want to be. I want to be like, that's who I like. Rumors are out there now that Russell Wilson is, you know, wanting to trade. He's gone, whatever else. And in the back of my mind, this is who I am. Okay. I'm a glutton for punishment. I'm like, damn it. I know it's better long-term for the 49ers, for Russell Wilson, that little troll, to get the hell out of this division because he's destroyed us even this year, even though their team sucks. But who I am, okay, this is just who I am. You can disagree with it. I, I, I want to beat that SOB. I want to beat them for Seattle in Seattle. Like, that's who I am. I don't care if you've punched me in the face 10 times. I don't care. Damn it, let's go. Like, that's just my mentality. I And... I get it's a flaw, <laughs> but like, I want to beat, I want to own, like, I don't want anybody dominating me and riding off into the sunset. And again, I know it would be best for the 49ers if he moved on, whatever else, but gosh, man, oh, I, I just, I, I freaking want to go. I want the Cowboys. I want to destroy. <laughs> Does that make sense? I, I don't know if I'm crazy person here, but there is a myriad. Of teams behind us. Washington 6 and 7. Vikings 6 and 7. Eagles 6 and 7. Falcons 6 and 7. Saints 6 and 7. All behind us by one game. Now, here's the here's the best part. Okay? Listen to me whenever I say this. This is the most important game left on the schedule. Only four games left, regular season. This is the most important game left on the schedule. This and the Rams. They're the most important. You win this game, you're in the playoffs. That's how I feel. 49ers magic number is three games. You go three and one, which is exactly where the Vegas lines are currently. If you want to bet over on my bookie how many total wins they're going to have, it's at nine and a half. So, like, they're expecting the 49ers to win basically three games. 
going three and one. They're either two and two or three and one down this stretch. You do either of those and win this game. If you beat the Falcons and win one more game, you're in the playoffs. That's just the way I see it. You win three, you're guaranteed in the playoffs. So that'd be, you know, 10 and seven. I know these numbers are always weird now. Or nine and eight. Nine and eight gets you in for the NFC. Not so much in the AFC, right? I mean, the Bengals who we just beat at seven and six are the nine seed over there, right? So it's it's different. This game is key. This is one of the few games that controls your destiny on kind of what that looks like. Um, so that's there. Uh, whoa. Huh. Interesting. Uh, seeing some fun comments there. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Jody, you said Garoppolo uh, missed 22 in last week's game. Though you failed to notice 22 was hesitant in his route in the end zone. Biased. What? I, I don't even understand what you're even talking about there. Hey, appreciate you, Danny. Uh, hopefully yeah, something happens and you you find some, I don't know, man. Somebody upsets you. I, I don't know what you're talking about there. But uh, good luck to you, man. Appreciate you and uh, keep doing your thing. Now, what I want to say before I jump off here is, one, we've got a lot more content coming up this week. And... I don't want to, like, jump too far forward, but I want to leave it with this. Fred Warner, the captain of the defense, and it was incredible having him out there. Um, j just awesome guy. Listen to him talk about what this what this win meant for the defense and the team in general. In terms of, like, how, growth as a team, like, one getting a win like that, like, that that does a lot for, um, you know, just, just growing – and maturing as a, as a football team, knowing that we could pull out the the win in the end if we when we need it, you know, when we need it most, and uh, you know, scrapping, clawing, those those grimy ones, that those mean the most. So uh, it meant a lot for sure. And imagine if this game flipped, which it very closely could have, right? The 49ers would be back in that nine seed. No, we still would have been the the seventh seed, but you would have been in that whole clump of teams with that record and dependent on other things. Instead, you sent Cincinnati down there, and you've got to be able to win those close, like you said, grimy. Football's a game of inches, and going into that game, both teams were the sixth seed, AFC and NFC, and we we turn up, we won on the road, and I, I think that's what's kind of key. 49ers, George, thank you so much. He says, JC, you have sound logic. Taking the harder path makes for a better hero's journey. I like that, man. I appreciate that very, very much. Uh, appreciate all the kind words. You guys are awesome. Um, and such an awesome community. I love it. Again, disagreements are a great thing. Please don't just take what I say. I understand this is just me up here. Disagree with what I say. That's awesome. I love that. Bring that type of mentality and have a discourse and enter into you know a conversation about things. Don't come out there just throwing shade and throwing shots and all that stuff. Like That's not going to get you anywhere in life. Uh, might get you more views on YouTube, but... At the end of the day, that ain't what you want. So uh, you guys are awesome. Appreciate you guys as always. If you want more coverage, again, as soon as this is over, I'm finishing loading um, the offensive breakdown. Over an hour and a half, man. A lot, a lot of stuff right there. So appreciate you guys. You're incredible. Stay strong, faithful.
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.